Hey, it's Beth here. Over 65, still talking. Episode 366. It took me like uh, five minutes to get Alexa to put that music on. Oh, I said her name. Sure. Here's a custom mix just for you. Shut up, Alexa. Oh, Alexa off. See, I shouldn't have even said her name. Alexa spa music. Here's a playlist you might like. Spa day. I have to to talk quietly. Okay, we'll get back. Okay, episode 366. All right. Um, I saw this commercial on TV. It was real cute. And it was this car that self-parallel parked. And it had these girls in the car. And they were all like, oh my God, I cannot believe it. I sat there on the bed, like almost asleep, woke up entirely. I was like, that is amazing. A huge part of my life was spent in fear, the huge part, the teens, because I couldn't parallel park. I thought I would never get my driver's license. I can't do anything that's counterintuitive. I can't, for instance, if I am hydroplaning, turn my wheel into the direction that the car is going out of control in. I can't do it. I can't parallel park. I don't understand the mechanics of it. And even when I do understand it, I still can't do it. So passing my driver's test to get my license at 16 kept me up for months. How am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? I didn't want to practice with my dad because I didn't want him to know I couldn't do it. My instructor at school told me, I'm going to tell the nuns. I'm going to tell the nuns about this. And he didn't. So I don't know why, but I got to go to the test. I took the written test. I had no idea if you studied, you would get a hundred. That was kind of a learning curve for me, but uh, it doesn't really matter because my big problem was the written test. And I was scared to death. I was scared to death. So what happened was I go in and there were instructors, testers with their little chart, with their little, oh my gosh, it was the first time I saw one of those clipboards. Terrified me. And there was one guy that you had to stay away from. One guy, Mr. Milstein, Mr. Sheldon Milstein. They said he was a jerk. And I, I had to believe them. I mean, he had a Yonkers accent, which Everybody thought everybody from Yonkers was a jerk just because they talk like that. It's very loud, but mostly they're very sweet people. So I was thinking, this is unfair. Maybe he's okay. Well, but I didn't want to get him. I wanted to get the lady, the lady who just was mothering and cared for everyone and asked you what your favorite color is. But I didn't get that person. I got Mr. Milstein. Get in the car and... I didn't think he was a jerk, but he was a coffer. And that was a type back in the 60s. It was a kind of person, and I had aunts and uncles, and actually my mother-in-law was one of these people, who, as a smoker, you smoke so much that you can't make these people laugh too much or get upset or anything because they go into a horrible coughing jack. And they're like looking at you like, you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have made me laugh. You shouldn't have... And so I developed this way of holding back to keep the coffers from coughing. So I thought, okay, 
I, I get it. He started coughing the minute he got in the in the car. He's like he's going, <laughs> you know, start the car. I'm like, okay. Hello, Mr. Milstein. I start the car. Okay. Everything's going great. Everything's going great. So we go through everything and we get to the parallel parking part. And he goes, go ahead, just do it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't move. I tried, I tried, I went like three inches and I tried to turn the wheel in that direction and I just couldn't do it. Finally, I banged my head on the steering wheel. He said, let's just go back. So we just go back. I mean, I am holding in tears that are like, my body is quaking. I'm so upset. So he says, here. And of course I failed, but he said, listen, I want you to come back in two weeks, four o'clock PM, four o'clock PM. I want you to get here four o'clock PM. I want to do it with you again. I'm like, you again? I want the mother. I want to cry in her arms and she passes me. He's like, we'll see ya. Get, get it ready. Study up. Learn how to parallel park. It's not landing on the moon. I'm like, okay. I go home. Don't tell my father. Don't tell anybody. Of course I failed. But they're used to my failures. So it's not even like what happened. Everybody just expected me to fail. So that's fine. I did not want my father to see how bad I am at this. He would have never let me drive. So two weeks go by. I go back and I, I, in my mind, before it was even a thing, I was programming my mind to parallel park. So I was getting ready. I get there. I'm like, good afternoon, Mr. Milstein. That's what I thought was classy. Got in the car and he just sits back. It's the last one of the day, right? He sits back. He likes, do you mind if I smoke? I'm like, no. He lights up. It's against the rules, but I don't care. We start down the road. He goes, you know what to do. You did it before. I'm like, yeah, I know what to do. He starts talking. He goes, you know what? I'm getting to retirement and I got to retire and I don't want to retire. I'm like, you don't want to retire. He's like, no, I've got a huge, huge problem on my hands. It's huge. I'm like, what? He goes, my wife, we had two sons. They're married. She wants to go to Florida. I'm like, I want to go to Florida. He's like, I can't leave my mother. I'm like, why can't you leave your mother? I can't leave my mother because she cooks. She cooks like a dream. I'm like, oh my God, are you Italian? He goes, yeah. I said, does she have like an amazing meatball? Yeah, she's got an amazing meatball. Does she, how big? And I'm like, okay, here comes the question. How big are our raviolis? He goes, as big as my hand. I'm like, well, you can't go to Florida. He's like, you know, everybody told me not to do it. Don't marry her. They said, Sheldon, don't marry her. I'm like, what do you mean? How can you be Italian with a name like Sheldon Milstein? He said, I don't know. A lot of people ask me that question. I don't know, but I'm Italian. My mother is Italian. I'm a hundred percent Italian because my mother's Italian. I'm like, okay. My mother said to me at the wedding, this is a mixed marriage. What are you doing? 
I'm like, I don't understand what you're talking about. He said, my wife was an Italian. She was Sicilian. Big difference. Lots of trouble. She doesn't appreciate the meatballs. She doesn't appreciate the ravioli. And she doesn't appreciate my mother. She took it because my boys loved my mother. I should have had a girl. Because she would never leave New York if I had a daughter. She would never leave her because that daughter would have children. I'm like, what are you going to do? He said, I don't know what I'm going to do. But my retirement is coming. And I don't. I'm going to lose one of them. And I can't lose my mother. I looked at him and I said, Sheldon, I mean, Mr. Milstein, um, why don't you just let your wife win? He's like, what? You're not listening. I said, yeah, just let your wife win. I know this to be true because my mother loves to win. Just let her win. Let her put the house on the market. Let her send her to Florida to look at property. Let her have everything she wants. And then go visit your mother. When she's in Florida, you can spend days with her. She'll cook, cook, cook. And then when your wife comes back and she found property in Florida, and you sell your house, and you move to Florida, he's like, yeah, that, that, that's where the problem is. That's the problem I got. That's the problem. I said, no, it's not a problem. You lie. You lie to your wife. It's a white lie, but it's a good one. You tell your wife your mother is sick and you gotta go back up and visit her. And you can go and visit your mother and stay for a week, because that's what people do. At least a week with your mother, eating all the food that you want and nobody's watching. I said, it's a perfect plan. It's a perfect plan. I get to the parallel parking park. He just looks at me. He shakes his head and he goes, let's go back. I was like, I, I can do it. I can do it. I, I can do it. I've been practicing. He goes, you're lying. I said, I can do it. He said, you don't trust me. You're not going to let me, you're not going to do what I tell you to do. He said, let's just go back. I was devastated. I wasn't even sad. I was mad, furious. So we get back there and he, we park the car, I get out, he looks at me, he tells me I passed. I'm like, what? What do you mean I passed? I mean, thank you. What do you mean? I mean, thank you. He goes, and he laughs, he goes, and coughs, coughs like, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, oh no, and now I'm making him cough, he's gonna take it back. He said, listen, with a brain like that, I'm convinced you can go through your whole life without ever needing to parallel park. So I'm going to pass you. I actually gave him a hug. I left so quickly, got in the car with my mother and I was crying. She said, you never cry. What are you crying for? You failed again? I'm like, no, I passed. She said, wow, that's great. What happened? I said, nothing, nothing happened. What was he like? Was he the jerk everybody said he was? I said, yeah, it was kind of a jerk at the end, but it was a, he was a nice jerk. It was a jerky move, but it was a good move. And it taught me a lesson. And I feel good. And she's like, okay, let's go. So we left. 
I got my driver's license. I have spent my entire life figuring out how not to parallel park. I'm sure I'm not alone. It's not that hard. You might have to walk three more blocks. You might have to not drive into the city, take a bus, or you have to think. There's, you always have to think about parking, always. Parking's always on your mind, but there's always a way out. He was right about it. Mr. Milstein was great. I was 16, very selfish. Finally, six months after I had my driver's license and I was the happiest girl in the world. I drove back by myself, parked, did not parallel park, jumped out of the car. I wanted to thank Mr. Milstein. I get in there, he's not there. I go into the office where they're, you know, doing the printed paper test. Go up to some lady and I say, hi, um, where's Harvey? I mean, where's Mr. Milstein? Where's, no, where, where's Mr. Milstein? Where's Sheldon? Where is he? I'm like, I'm so confused because I can't find him and it's his day, he should be there. She, I said, oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, tell me, did he retire? Did he go to Florida? And she looks at me and she goes, how would you know that? I said, oh my God, he retired and he went to Florida. She said he was retiring and he was going to Florida and he died. Oh my God. I was like, he died. I was devastated. I'm still devastated because I didn't get to thank him. I was too flummoxed the first time it happened to realize what a what a lovely thing that was to do and how right he was about me. So what I've done with that little bit of, you know, sadness and regret is I decided in that moment and I've almost, almost had a perfect score to always thank people for being kind to me. And it doesn't happen often. A kindness like that, a huge, wonderful kindness like that. And then to go back again and thank him again. Because the first time it's missed, it's just too much going on. You go back, but don't wait six months. Wait like four days or five days and just go back and write a note if you have to, if you're gone. But if you can do it in person, do it in person. I have done it and it's meaningful. People get it and you have a moment and you give them a moment. You give them the moment they deserve. And with Sheldon, I mean, Mr. Milstein, I didn't get that moment. He really was. He was a funny guy. He's a great golfer, great smoker, great guy, great dad in the fifties, sixties. Those, those were the characters from my childhood, but I just thought about him today and you know, the queen just died and I just guess I was thinking about really lovely characters because she is of this time, but she's also of my time. She was a mother during those years, those 60s and those 70s. And no matter how much you expect it, it's just really, really sad when someone dies. And it, I should have known what his coughing meant, but I didn't because everybody was coughing. And it was like February and everybody was coughing. Not quite like Mr. Milstein, but they were coughing. But anyway, he saved my life. He let me 
be on the road. I mean, I had braces. I was overweight. I just needed to live. And he let me fly. He gave me my license to fly. So, you know, right up there, looking upstairs. Thank you, Mr. Milstein. He kept me sane my entire 16th year because of that moment of grace. So, there are lovely people like that in your life, I know. I'm trying to remember, now I'm doing, I'm thanking him long distance because I didn't get to thank him in person. So, anyway, stay sane and I will be back. Bye-bye.